Nice to be famous, Chad said. I'm not all that famous. Not nowadays. It was mainly the entertainers who were interviewed on the talk shows, not the entrepreneurs. Nicholas had had one television interview a couple of years back, after one of the musicals he'd produced had won heaps of Tony Awards, but nothing since. It's come all the way from Australia, Chad said. And Nicholas's heart missed a beat. Something, some inner instinct, warned him not to turn the envelope over and look at the sender's name, not till he was safely alone. Looks like it's from a lady, Chad went on, obviously dying to know who. Nicholas, however, had no intention of satisfying the younger man's curiosity. An old fan, I imagine, Nicholas said, and slipped the envelope inside his breast pocket. Someone who doesn't know I stopped performing years ago. Thank you, Chad. Good night. Oh, er, good night, sir. Nicholas made it into the privacy of his tenth-floor apartment before he extracted the envelope and looked at the back flap. His stomach churned as he stared at the name of the sender. It wasn't from her. Had he honestly expected that it would be? Had he been hoping against hope that Serena had finally come to her senses and realized that she couldn't live without him? Once he got over his dismay... The letter did, however, evoke considerable surprise and curiosity. Because it was from Serena's daughter, the child whom Nicholas had once briefly thought could be his, but wasn't. Felicity Harmon had been born ten months to the day after the last time he'd slept with Serena, and exactly nine months after her marriage to Greg Harmon. Nicholas still had trouble accepting what Serena had done that night. It had been cruel of her to come back into his life and raise his hopes where she was concerned. It had taken him years to get over her initial refusal to go to England with him when he'd been just twenty-one, but he'd finally come to understand and accept, or he thought he had, that her love for her family back in Rocky Creek was much stronger than her love for him. He'd stayed away from home after that, not even returning to visit his mother. Instead, a couple of times a year, he'd send his mother money to travel to whatever part of the world he was in. Why torture himself? Serena was the one who'd eventually sought him out several years later. He'd imagined he was over her by then. There'd been other women, lots of them. The fact he'd never lived with one, let alone married any of them, should have told him that his heart still belonged to Serena. That heart taking off into the stratosphere when he'd spotted her in the audience as he'd been taking his curtain call that fateful night, thirteen years ago. He recalled the date very well, because it was the first time he'd performed in Sydney, having stayed right away from Australia, as well as Rocky Creek. When she'd appeared at his dressing room door afterwards, he'd been incapable of speech. He'd taken one look into her lovely, tear-filled eyes, pulled her inside the room and locked the door behind her. They'd made love on the sofa with a hunger that had been insatiable before sheer exhaustion had them both falling asleep in each other's arms. When he'd woken, she'd gone, leaving him a note saying that she was sorry 
but she simply hadn't been able to resist the temptation to be with him one last time. She'd begged him not to follow her home. She was marrying Greg Harmon in a few weeks, and nothing he could do or say was going to change her mind. He could still recall her final argument, word for word. Your life is playing the piano, Nicholas. It's what you want and what you need to perform. I could see that tonight. What we have when we're together. It's not love, Nicholas. It's something else, something dangerous. If I give in to it, it will destroy me. You will survive without me. I know you will. Well, he had. Survived, that is. Though it had been touch and go a couple of times. Yet it had only taken the arrival of a...